0: Hello, I'm Isabel, she, her, hers. And I'm David, he, him, his. And we're two therapists with ADHD who sit down to have some chats about ADHD. We can't promise we'll stay on topic or be professional or even remotely mature, but we can promise that you'll end up looking at you or your loved one's beautiful neurodivergent brain in a shiny new way. This is not a therapy session. This is something shiny.
1: I love it. Do you like uh, it? That's amazing. And can this just be the intro? Of you saying that and me freaking out about how amazing it is? Yeah. you know, and dropping can, your voice. That
0: could be, be our that's first so intro. Nice. <laughs> so without further ado, welcome to Something Shiny. I'm David. <laughs> I well I can tell you why I'm tired. <laughs> Cause I think it might just be, it's, it's like, it's of my own choosing sort of. So, um, Bobby and I have tried to construct a new morning ritual for ourselves, um, which makes it sound so fancy, but literally what it just means is I have to wake up about like an hour or an hour and a half earlier than usual. Um, because, uh, Bobby and one of our kids is already, are already kind of like morning birds. I am not one. Um, but in doing so, it means I get up early and I get a chance to do some yoga, I do some meditation, sometimes I journal, I get to work out. It's like delightful and I have so much more life force and so much more like, like I feel more gathered entering into all the transitions that hit first thing in the morning because it's not the first thing I'm doing in the morning anymore. And so it's very adaptive, I think. Um, And it also gives Bobby a chance to then also have like about, we each get like about 45 minutes to just be sans kids, like give ourselves some, something to do and who knows how long this canon will last. But so for the last several days, um, I've been waking a lot earlier. And so I am, I am like tired because... (laughs) Because like oh woe is me I'm getting up early to do yoga. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, it's, uh, but I did it's it. A, a, oh sorry, go ahead. No,
1: no, <laughs> it's a real testament though. Isabel, like like routines and shifts are hard. Mm-hmm. Um, if we to go down the road and you're going to be a morning person,
2: <laughs> how do we get
1: how do we get ready for eight thirty meeting times or eight o'clock meeting times?
0: I don't or know. we
1: Shift them to be a different day or time. Based on like so like yeah I mean
0: sure yeah well that's one idea but I but I have a question hidden in here which is that I I have maybe it is a rumor but I've heard tell that uh, a lot of folks with ADHD are night owls or have a delayed circadian rhythm um, yes and I know I and and I'll be honest like I've gone through you know like effectively like decades of my life waking up very early by very early. I mean like four 30 in the morning to, you know, commute and do lots of stuff. And then I spent a lot of decades of my life before kids, certainly enjoying sleeping in, and staying up late. So like, I'm just curious one, how true this is. Like, I, I guess I don't know how much of like I want to attach to the idea that I'm not a morning person, but I've never felt like a morning person. And is that ADHD?
1: (laughs) Like, okay. So to get technical, there's actually something called, and and I'm going to say it wrong, but it's like, um, delayed sleep phase.
0: (gasps) Oh Yes. Okay. So not delayed circadian rhythm. Delayed sleep phase. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, well, and what that is, is it's specific to some people whose bodies don't produce melatonin at night at the same level or if at all. So you takes longer for you to get tired and go to sleep. It's very difficult. Like you don't notice your bodies easily. Um, that's not necessarily ADHD, right? That's just its own thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the thing about night owls with ADHD, and I'm smiling as I'm saying this because like I am the night owl, like 100%, <laughs> that's me. Uh, There's a part about, there's a part about like distraction-free environments there. (gasps) And
0: hold on. I just had a light bulb go off. Yes.
1: Some people find Uh, the distraction-free environment in the morning and some people find that at night. And I feel like in in the world of ADHD, it's like where you have the most mastery uh, getting that time is the kind of person that you become.
0: I'm so sorry, David. I was so tired going into our conversation today. I'm like slightly aware of where I am. Like literally like, oh, my body is here and I'm talking to David. I'm excited to talk to David, but like, I'm so tired. Literally, I feel like a cartoon of somebody holding a rubber band and going like, boy, yo, 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 yo. that is like how quickly I snapped into myself when you just said <laughs> that. Like, are you serious? That makes total sense to me. So, so what you're saying is, it's not that you're necessarily a morning person or a night owl, or although you may also have some kind of, you know, sleep phase thing or you know other issues that go along with with sleep stuff mm-hmm. but imagining that like everything else being neutral it just has to do with you seeking an environment where you're there's less distraction aka less people or less noise or more quiet or more you know whatever and you either you either adapt to achieve that in the morning or at night yeah what's I'm, I, I literally just repeated everything you said, but this is like what's happening in my brain right now. I'm well, just understanding it's, this differently. It's, it's a big uh, thing because
1: I think like we have lots of expectations mm-hmm. for our behavior, right? And so like the escape when it's too late can be really, really helpful for so many things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I have all these chores that I need to do, but now it's too late. That will disturb someone. I'll do that tomorrow. Boom. That stress is gone. Oh. Now you're feeling better. And then it's like. Oh, I didn't call that person and these people are waiting up. Oh, it's too late to do that. Boom, that's gone. And then all of a sudden like you're not, you're not having to and you're not allowed to reach out to people and all of a sudden it just gets really simple, right? Like I'll just watch another one of these episodes or I'm just gonna have one more meal or I'm just gonna have do another thing or see who, what my friends are available. Like so all those conversations come because you don't have distractions.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. I think you literally, you, you just described it. It is actually a palpable sense of like, well, I can't vacuum now. And right. I can't, oh, well. I can't call back the three people. And oh my gosh, I forgot to text that person three weeks ago. Oh, that's so awkward. Can I find a way to write them back? I don't know. I'm embarrassed, but it's too late. I don't want to text past 10 PM or whatever it is. Oh, exactly. that is exactly what it is. It like, it. you know what it is? It, it sounds like like what it does is it lets you be guilt in a guilt-free way, uh, just enjoy yourself in the moment instead of feeling like you're always having to do something. That feels like I heard something the other day that really struck a chord and that kind of makes me think of what you're saying, which is what happens when you're, kind of always, you know, and I do think trauma connects to this, of course, to different degrees, of course, but what happens when you're hypervigilant all the time that you're forgetting something or hypervigilant all the time that you've made a mistake and someone's going to call you on it before you realize you made a mistake or... I know in my case, like hypervigilant that I've accidentally impulsively said or done something that l- later turns out to be embarrassing. But at the time, I didn't realize was embarrassing. Does that even make sense? Oh, like, yeah, you know, absolutely. I just, yeah. So like what happens when you get so used to kind of developing like a self-monitor around that or like a monitoring system and how freeing it is to just have excuses to not, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Does that, that it totally sort of does,
1: But You're almost talking about like the drives, you know, the things that drive us to do things and how often like anxiety is used to drive us to do things. And you know, that hyper vigilance or that hyper focus or the anxiety around like making a mistake and being found out or being discovered or being seen as an imposter or
2: mm-hmm. being
1: seen as incompetent, like whatever those things are, because they're, they're themes for people, right? Like, um, I got kind of lost in this moment. Wait, wait, I did. I did. And like, I know where I wanted to go. Can you help me talk? Like, what was I just saying?
0: Oh, totally. So you were just saying that, um, you were talking about how there's a lot of anxiety. There's drives that we have.
1: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Got it. So in the context of that, there are certain times of night and certain environments we can get in that will shut off those drives. It shuts off the anxiety. The thing that I really think about in the context of this is like how much shame we have determines the intensity of the drive, the intensity of that anxiety, the mm. intensity of that hyper-focus, that hyper And I think that's one of the reasons why we we're doing this. We're talking about these thoughts. We're making sure people don't feel alone. We're making sure that we can like, you know, hit that shame because PS, there's no shame in your night game. If you need to stay up kind of late to play some video games and talk to your friends, do it. As long as you're getting up to do the things you need to do in the morning.
2: Yeah. If you're a person that
1: likes to get up at 4.15 in the morning to get a really long five-mile run in, do it. It's really important to self-authorize, like, what you need for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, I'm, there's a, there's a rant moment here for me where, like, I think a lot of new parents, I just want to, like, validate something for new parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has some advice for you to tell you how to do it, right? Everyone's going to tell you how to have your baby. Or someone's going to tell you how you should be a good parent or how to help someone go to sleep or whatever the right answer is with toilet paper. I don't know. Like, all these
0: <laughs> Unsolicited um, advice galore. Yeah we, yeah.
1: we need to have some agency. And in, in the context of, like, our self-esteem, we need to believe in ourselves and our needs. Mm-hmm. And not have shame for them. I have so much shame that I don't write this paper, you know, at 5 p.m. with all my friends. Oh, well, you're writing it at 10 p.m., you're finishing by 2 p.m., and you're on time for class tomorrow.
0: Mm -hmm. That idea of, well, is the task done? Yes or no? It's done? Then drop the how. Focus less on shaming yourself for the how. Well, but help me understand how that relates to the new parent thing, because I was... (laughs) Oh, so as a parent, I would still yeah. consider myself a new parent, right? Like, I'm still on that journey. So as soon as you were talking about that, I was like, yes. In the context <laughs> of the new parents, right? Like,
1: there's a lot of anxiety about doing it wrong because there's another human life on board. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's a lot of vulnerability from the ongoing and assault of judgment from everyone else on how you, quote, unquote, should be doing it.
0: Yeah. No, I hear and I that. I feel like
1: it's like that parallel with, like, how we should be spending our evenings or how we should be spending our mornings Mm -hmm. or what's a healthy way to like ADHD or how neurotypical should you look? And it's like, when we get into all those themes, it's like you and I can have a conversation while you're dead tired that results to like, is there anything about ADHD to staying up late at night? And all of a sudden we can get normed and we can get validated.
2: Mm.
0: You and I,
1: in this moment, like, yes, that's
0: a yeah. thing. No, this, this does help me feel better. I, I certainly hope it helps, you know, you listening feel better. <laughs> the, you, well, you know the, the thing that I do think, and I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit, because something made me giggle when you were describing, like, there's no shame in the night game. And then you're like, if you want to get up at 4.30 and run a five mile, I just have to name that, like, I do think there is... um a little bit of a glorification of the morning birds or early birds Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh you're so efficient you got you know you got the run-in or whatever it is right versus the sense of oh you're doing something a little rebellious you're doing something a little wrong and staying up late i don't know that that could just be my very specific you know cultural location but i i you know i i'm not I, I have to own, like, I feel a sense of pride that I've gotten up early versus the sense of shame I feel when I stay up late. And isn't that so curious? That's a well, curious, okay. that does that, because that kind of resonates. I wonder if that's, we're talking about some masking here, right? Where, I don't know. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. I don't
1: know. There's parts of masking, right? But like, I think what we're talking about is like, how good it feels to be able to have mastery over behavior. And in this context, like whether you're a morning person or a night person, in either answer, you're finding your alone time. Yeah. It's how you're using it. And so for me, it's like, I think that there's a lot more judgment on a societal level. Like you're getting up early, you're using all of your day and I'm a therapist. So I hear people <laughs> that wake up really early say things like, I wish I could sleep in really late. And I hear people that sleep exactly. really early say things like, I wish I could wake up really early. And so yeah, I think it's, it's, it, it, the answer is yes. It's already getting up for the things you need to get up for, and mm-hmm. to your point as well. It's like the metacognition of going, "Hey, I kind of like waking up a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. It makes it so that my you know work or whatever I'm doing isn't my first transition. I'm able to transition in my own time. Like that's an accommodation. That's smart. You might want to get up a little earlier.
0: Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay, okay, yes, okay. I'm I'm catching up to the flow. I think. Okay, so part of what you're saying. <laughs> is it has to do with you feeling like, whoa, I figured out an accommodation that actually helps me. And then that might be where the pride's actually coming from. You are so right. You are so right. Because certainly if I could find a way to be channeling some of that into my late night stay up time, instead of watching Love is Blind Japan um, and whatever... Other, you know, rabbit hole, Netflix or whatever streaming service is going to put me on. Um, yeah, I would feel differently about that that time. And, huh. All right, I'm 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 getting this. Can I? Do a total tangent. I feel like my tangents are like in slow motion today. I feel like normally I'd be like la 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 la, but right now yeah, I'm yeah. so tired. A I'm blinker like,
1: with your tangent right now. Like I, I'm so like watching you
0: want to <laughs> It's it's the best part is like my hand actually started pointing in this direction <laughs> as if like it was an actual blinker. Like D-d-d-d-d. but yes, okay, so blinker on. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna it. make the turn. Um, Okay. So something, and I got to look up because I don't remember which book I read about sleep that talked about this. I went down a whole rabbit hole where I read a lot about sleep for a while. I was so interested in it. And something that stayed with me that I thought was fascinating was first of all, that there's training methods that the military and other folks use to train themselves to fall asleep at two minutes flat. So something was in the air because I went to look up the book where I learned about the military sleep method and I found a ton of articles that were talking about it and that made the rounds at the same time we were recording this episode. Anyways, you can find a link to one of these articles in our show notes to train themselves to fall asleep at two minutes flat and that it essentially is a combination of, if I remember right, progressive muscle relaxation, like certain types of breathing. But one of the biggest things you learn if you're trying to learn to like sleep in any situation and immediately fall asleep, which I will never forget, is relax your jaw. You open your jaw slightly. You don't have to open your mouth. You just relax your jaw. And I don't know who needs to hear this. But maybe it's placebo. Since I heard this, anytime I can't fall asleep, if I just relax my jaw, I'm like out in two minutes. It does not make sense. Have you heard this? This is like what came into my head when we were I'm talking. Immediately, no, no, wait, wait. I haven't, I haven't heard this. Um,
1: something I have heard specifically, oh, actually, I have heard that like relaxing your jaw is super good for relaxation and it does something in terms of stimulation. So, mm-hmm. sure helps you go to sleep like no part of me doesn't believe
0: that (laughs) i (laughs) kind of want to reference it we'll put it in the show notes i'll I'll track it down i'll track it down check that down (laughs) but but i think that
1: (laughs) i think one of the ways i've seen people really learn how to sleep train is through fatigue
0: (gasps) yes okay so something that i will i will also do for myself is like i know that if i try to go through the sleep routine, but my body isn't physically tired, but I'm mentally tired. There's no way I'm falling asleep. My my body is going to literally, I think I have like the restless leg thing and stuff. Like I don't, I don't settle in. So weighted blankets for the win. Oh my gosh. Um, And definitely, I I will work out at night sometimes. Like if I can't sleep, I'll go and I'll do something that's just like repetitive and exerting. And then that drains my battery or something. I don't know. Does this make sense? Yes. Okay.
1: Blankets are incredible. Yes. Um, They're a really great thing for sleep. Just a word of caution for everyone: If you've never had a weighted blanket before and decide to get it and throw it across your bed like a regular blanket, you'll blow your shoulder out. You don't do
0: that. <laughs> exactly. I'll just fluff this just, up. You know, fluff it right out,
1: and then you're like, "Oh my God, what did I just do to my body?" I, I, I mean, at the time I did this, I like I worked out a lot. Like I was very strong, and I, I'm like, "Oh, it's a you know ten pound blanket." Looking, well, oh my God, it was like I've never thrown a baseball that heavy. So be careful. Mm-hmm, uh, but weighted mm-hmm. blankets are incredible. Also, getting the right pillow. It can be really, really helpful for people. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Like the the side sleeper pillows or the stomach sleeper pillows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: It's really hard to get to sleep when you want to get to sleep if you wake up late. And that's just something for a lot of folks with ADHD. They'll perseverate on what time they want to go to bed, but they won't plan that by thinking about what time they wake up.
0: Wait, say that again. So it's like, yes, you won't think about, let's say, oh, I have to get up at 7. You don't remember that. You just think, oh, I should be in bed by 10. And then when yes. you're not in bed by 10, it's like, I'm not in bed by 10.
1: Yeah. But that day, like, you didn't get up an hour early to make sure you'd be in bed an hour early.
0: <gasps> yeah. Like you didn't like let yourself get fatigued. You didn't right. let yourself yeah. get tired. You're just yeah, like you're just expecting. you not sleeping well. You just like, like, ah, expect like, come on, body. Be tired an hour earlier. Right. right. David what time we I wake feel up is
1: such an important part of the sleep routine that we we don't oh focus I'm
0: I, I'm sorry that that sent me into a little mini shame spiral I've returned but I've totally done that so many times my favorite is when I'm like I'm gonna go to bed if there's a trip the next day I'm always oh, going to bed early tonight <laughs> but I never wake up earlier mm, this explains a lot mm-hmm I uh,
1: I got up a little bit early today uh, because tomorrow I'm getting up early to go see a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's so funny I'm like I'm getting up by like you know eight thirty nine, mm-hmm. which is horrifyingly early for me. Like my brain does not work that early, um, not not well. Mm-hmm. So I got up early today, and I'm drinking like chamomile tea, like starting in like 15, 20 minutes. Like I'm really gonna work towards getting to bed early, mm-hmm. um, and if I can't, I'm not gonna put shame on it. If I can't, yeah. I'm not gonna beat myself up.
0: Oh my god. And I think like
1: one thing I would just want to say, maybe in closing, like if we're gonna wrap this up, like mm-hmm. let's just think about something. We we often do the right things, but we don't realize why. When mm-hmm. you're staying up later, you're getting alone time that you need. Yeah. But you don't feel like you're allowed to have it. Or if you're listening to music all the time, maybe it's helping you not have all the myriad of distractions of the outside world or the random sounds that can be distracting or scary. like
0: mm-hmm. Or like, le- like sleeping with the TV on. Like all the stuff when they say sleep hygiene means no screens and do this and, you know, do this and do this. And it's like, well, there could be so many things you're doing on a sensory level to soothe yourself and calm yes. your body actually and your nervous system. Yes.
1: And so like when I talk about sleep hygiene, like I'm sure there's a lot of like, we can shut ourselves, you know, we, we should stop shooting all over ourselves. But like,
0: I think... Like, <laughs> the we, classic we... therapist joke there. Uh, I love it. But like,
1: Right? But like, sleep hygiene isn't what we should be doing. It's like, it's creating routines.
0: Yeah. That's
1: sleep hygiene. And like, does it work? Does it help you get to sleep? Nope. Okay, let's change the routine.
0: Yeah. And that includes, but I think the fascinating thing you said was... Like what came into my mind is think about the sleep, like like when I kind of chunk out what a routine is, I only think of the transition from wake to sleep. But the thing you just said made me think, wait, but what if I think about my routine as awake, backing it up to when I was asleep, to backing it up to when I want to go to sleep, right? remembering the chunk around when you're waking up. So that, that might even help me go to bed because I'm going to be aware, oh, I'm already on the first step of my routine for tomorrow. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense.
1: No, it totally makes sense. You're saying like, it's very strange and different, but also effective to like chunk time to think about how you can invest in a different night's sleep in the morning, how you can invest in a different night's sleep before you go to bed, how you can invest in a different night's sleep as you go to bed, like how there's a, there's a process there.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know what it is. This is a very strange thing, but before I go to bed, I need to like lay totally out on the sofa, like feet up, everything flat, no pillow, just lay with my arms on my chest, just breathing and thinking. I don't. I often say I don't like get into a lot of meditation, but like I'd say every night before I go to bed, I'm just trying to focus on my breath, mm. and then I can go to sleep.
0: Oh, wow. and then to wait. So do you like? Do you ever fall asleep on the couch and then transfer to the bed, or are you just? Prepare and then to bed. Okay,
1: bad. I one hundred percent want to be like, no, I always make it to the bed. <laughs> but like, no, there are definite times where my partner's like, oh, hey, and I'm like, well, I don't, why am I here? It's five in the morning. Like, but again, I'm not going to judge that. I went to sleep.
0: You did. Task accomplished. You slept. Yeah, like, what yeah. I didn't
1: want to do is avoid my partner. I wanted to be with my partner, but like I ultimately I did sleep and like the nuances of shoulds get in the way.
0: <laughs> I hear that. Well, oh, My bo-
1: partner still cares about me.
0: <laughs> yes, I don't. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. Say, exactly. It's like the opposite of the way that story is like portrayed on sitcoms. Right. Um, but OK, so before because I could, you know, I, I sense the sleep clock happening inside me I don't know if this happens to you but it feels like my face doesn't work anymore like I, I get like dead face a little bit because I'm so, I get so tired but there's a couple things I want to say just while we're on the subject because again I can't help look I'm doing the turn signal again I'm like ding 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 here's two, two more tangents it's waving her I'm right waving She's
1: turning like you would on a bike like, like
0: okay. yep yeah. like looking out ahead um so Uh, oh gosh. Come back to me thought. Okay. There it is. Sleep is technically, um, a reflex sleep as a reflex. So technically I think the word I was looking for was sleep drive, uh, for more on this, uh, check out pretty much any book on sleep. Uh, sleep drive is just basically that idea that kind of like how you get hungry. Your body has a drive that makes you tired, um, the difference is, is that your body can't make you eat something, but your body will make you fall asleep. Like doing whatever you're doing, you're just going to fall asleep at some point. Anyway, back to what we were saying. You cannot you cannot will yourself to sleep. You just have to create conditions that allow the impulse you will naturally possess to occur. So like how to put it, like the best tricks that you know scientists or whatever have figured out around it have to do with essentially distracting yourself do you to distract yourself And then your body just naturally will sleep. The one idea for how to distract yourself, that's a fun association game is you can play the alphabet game, right? Where you go A, B, C, and then you think of like a category and then you think of something with each letter. Like you essentially bore yourself to sleep. But something that I've done since I was a kid that I kind of have that thought, do you ever have that thought where you're like, I'm pretty sure other people do this, but I don't know? But I scratch out the rhythms to songs on my pillow. So I hear it like I'm a DJ. It's like, you know, when you scratch on your own pillow, do you know my what I'm talking about? Like, I'm not, I, I, like, for
1: people to see my face, like my mouth is open. I'm like slowly nodding and, like, in amazement. Like, like,
0: do you I do remember, this too? I've never I said this. I being a kid. Yeah.
1: Okay, I've never said this out loud either, but being a kid, like, laying in bed and, like, hearing this train noise, which I now know is, like, the sound of my heartbeat that as a kid you're hearing in your like, ear. <gasps> yeah. And I would hear that this, like, weird, like, noise in my, in my ear. And I would totally, like, scratch little rhythms <gasps> on the pillow to, like, go along with what I was hearing. And, and in this moment, you're like, I don't know if anyone else does this. And this is probably going to moment where, like... It's just you and me.
0: And nobody <laughs> nobody else. else. Everybody listening is like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna not let you two have else. this thing." Right. Although I got, I gotta say, I don't know if I could resist learning about this and not try it. It just—you sound like it's—it's it's like you're your own DJ. Like you could it's make so sound out. effects. It's so yeah. loud. It's very yeah. satisfying.
1: And it's also like not loud. Like I actually don't know what that sounds like if I was in the room not doing it. Myself. No, that's the thing. No one, one else can it.
0: hear. It's like it's like when you're eating chips and you're convinced everyone else hears them as loud as you do because they're like actual little sonic booms in your mouth. Do you know that's what a chip why a chip crunches by the way, is your mouth breaks the sound barrier what? as you chew. Yes, they're tiny sonic booms, effectively that cause a chip to crunch. The crunch sound is our tiny sonic booms. Your mouth is so strong, your jaw is so strong, it actually breaks the sound barrier as you chew. Or is it like the brittleness of the chip? Like snapping? No, sound? no, 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 like the physics of it, I swear. Like I, I can track down this fact. I know this to be true. I did track this down to Mary Roach's amazing book. It's called Gulp. Um, and it's all about the digestive system. Anyway, back to what we were saying. They're like sonic booms in your mouth. Like the physics of a sonic boom, and like what a plane does when it's like whew, going so fast that it displaces enough air that it like creates a vacuum, right? And makes a boom, like makes the sound and stuff is exactly what makes the crunch noise in your mouth.
1: I literally just thought that was the sound of me destroying corn chips.
0: It's well, that that is the sound. That's what I'm trying to tell you, David. It's as you crunch and you chew, you're displacing the matter at such (laughs) a rate that it causes a crunch like that's what a crunch is the crunch itself is equal to sonic boom
1: you are making me feel like i chew really fast i I think i do (laughs) you don't have to chew fast that's the
0: thing it's just (laughs) it's just about the instant of it right it's like i mean it's like the physics of it right it's fast (laughs)
1: I love the idea of my mouth making like 100 sonic booms like in four minutes while I'm eating a bag of chips.
0: That's what you're doing. <laughs> That's actually what you're doing.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening. Have a
0: great week. <laughs> <laughs> have a great week and sweet dreams. Thank you
1: so much for listening.
0: If you ever have that
1: thought where you think, hey, I have nothing, stop. Remember, you're something. Something's shiny.
0: That's right just as you are if you like what you heard and you want to hear more free episodes of this podcast please subscribe rate and review anywhere you listen to podcasts we're on instagram as something shiny podcast And if you're looking for more information, useful links, definitions, visuals, everything we can think of, and more is on our website at somethingshinypodcast.com. And it's all free. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in two weeks.